Hi, welcome to Straight to Laserdisc. This is Just Andy, and I'm here to talk about the DC sequel, reboot, uh, standalone movie. Uh, that is the, and that's important, the Suicide Squad. Well, the movie is about a ragtag group of DC C, D, Z-less supervillains who are tasked to complete a suicide mission in exchange for years off their sentences. The mission this time, with nearly a new cast of characters from the 2016 lackluster Suicide Squad, actually it's more than lackluster, it's awful, uh, is to destroy a secret military scientific base called Jotunheim on the island Cultomotis, which has just experienced a military coup and the, and the new leaders are uh, threatening not only the United States but other parts of the world with their secret weapon, uh, which we'll, you'll find out later what that is in the movie. But Idris Elba stars as Black Sport, or as Will Smith's replacement, but he's, uh, he is better suited for this type of movie more than Smith's Deadshot. Uh, Bloodsport has a similar motivator to Smith uh, uh, in order to become involved in the mission, essentially wanting to protect his daughter, even though he doesn't want to be uh, her father and he believes there is no good in him. There's actually a scene where he talks about, uh, because his daughter is threatened with um, jail time because she stole something and he's like oh why'd you get caught instead of saying why did you steal in the first place and he's like I don't want to be your dad but anyway that that sort of theme comes up fatherhood theme motif comes up later on uh, in the story but however the plot whatever it is is um, is secondary to what is most important and that is the colorful cast of characters uh, it appears that James Gunn the writer and director, um, apparently it looked like he was given free reign uh, in this sequel to not only inject humor and expound on these characters' uh, peculiarities, but he also amped up the violence. Um, after the first action scene, you know no one is safe, and that makes the movie better. It actually gives the mission that they're trying to complete actual weight, and you enjoy these characters enough to the point where you hope they make it to the end, that you that they, you hope they live. And um, there's also great chemistry between some of the characters, you know, in particular uh, Bloodsport and John Cena's Peacemaker um, is quite hilarious. And Peacemaker um, is, a, is a character who is essentially the ends justify the means, and that really does come up later um, in the story. And also there's a great dynamic between Bloodsport and Daniela Melkors, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, um, her character known as Ratcatcher. Um, and that relationship is touching and pretty sweet at times, but although it is a slightly predictable arc, you kind of know where it's going to go. But um, this movie is like the Dirty Dozen meets DC. Um, it's a you know giant mashup of those like late 60s, uh, 70s, World War Two <laughs> movies like that, or, like the Dirty Dozen and Kelly's Heroes. Sorry, Scott, I had to throw out, yeah, give a shout out to Kelly's Heroes in that. Um, and that made this movie enjoyable to me from start to finish. Um, even Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is given more to do and shines, particularly in one scene, which you, utilizes a, uh, a Louis Prima song, <laughs> oddly enough, but that song works for the scene that, um, it works for that scene, and every song um, that's introduced seems to work for the scene, or actually, like, 
tells something about what's going on or foreshadow or uses it for comedic effect, unlike in the 2016 Suicide Squad, which seemed to just be throwing any song at the wall to seeing if it sticks to try to amp up the the mood or tension or whatever. It, it just came across as a cheap imitation of, oddly enough, James Gunn's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So I do find it funny that DC eventually enlisted Gunn's talent to elevate their own band of misfits. I know he wasn't the first choice, but when... Um, those tweets, there were a series of tweets that were uncovered where he made uh, very inappropriate jokes and he was fired from Disney from doing the third Guardians of the Galaxy. So Warner Brothers and DC enlisted his help. But now James Gunn is seen in good graces again with Disney because they know it makes a lot of money. Those movies make a lot of money, so uh, money talks. But anyway, um, uh, his... His uh, style works for this movie, I think. It's a movie, it seemed like, that he was born to write, maybe. But, um, because this might be the best DC Extended Universe movie I have seen. And I would actually watch this again. I'm trying to think of, like, other DC um, EU uh, movies that, that I actually liked. Um, Wonder Woman was okay. Maybe, although that has its own problems. I didn't see the sequel. Uh, Aquaman stunk. I couldn't finish it. Um, Batman v Superman is trash. Justice League, both versions are trash. Um, what's actually what? Oh, Shazam. Shazam is actually okay. So, so I actually had fun with Shazam. So maybe I'd rewatch that again. But that's like a Saturday afternoon type movie where we're like oh, i got nothing to do uh yeah it's on i'll watch it but um uh there are a few few final notes um they some problems that i have with the movie or some some things that i wish were maybe stronger the the human the human villains in this movie are a bit lackluster um but the threat that the Suicide Squad uncover in it during the mission is actually a bit terrifying so more makes up for it um, with that, but, you know, there's some generals or some presidents that are like, eh, they, they're just, eh, they just seem to be bodies there. Um, but again, this ultimate terror actually makes us care for our quote unquote heroes. It actually gives, again, I, you know, I could reiterate that it gives the film some weight. Um, Another note, uh, there are a lot of American flags established at the beginning, including this giant one that's reminiscent of, um, that you see in Patton, but, you know, George C. Scott comes out on stage in front of a big American flag. And I can't talk about that too much without going to spoilers, but, uh, the movie is definitely satirizing the idea of this American imperialism, so... You have been forewarned. And um, one final note about the characters. Um, I wish that King Shark, who's voiced by Sylvester Stallone, um, I wish was given a, I guess, character moment, so to speak, within the plot of the movie, even though the plot is secondary, like I said. But it seemed like every character that is making it toward the end has a moment of utility within the plot. And I felt like King Shark didn't have that as much, uh, like, of a singular moment. I mean, he definitely has character moments, but, yeah, nothing where I 
felt like uh, was was he actually a vital character to this mission? But anyway, like I um, said, um, I would watch it again, which means I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's not like you know Citizen Kane or something like that. You know the the you know the artistry within like the cinematography or whatnot. It may not be totally there, but it is. You're, you're watching it for the characters and the characters' relationships and how they play off of each other, and that and that works. Um, and also there's some fun action scenes, but, um, so anyway, uh, actually, I'll just put it like this, grading it on a scale, it's immensely better than Space Jam 2, which was utter garbage, and that is the last new movie I've watched. Um, but anyway, uh, as always, thanks for listening, and if there's a movie topic you want to debate, message me at AFALXC, that is A-F-O-W-L, uh, on Twitter. Um, and till next time, you know, as always, peace and love.